0: Welcome Generation Church friends and family to our podcast. We pray and believe that this message will encourage you right where you are to slow down and worship Jesus. To get more connected and sign up for community groups, go to generationri.com. Say slow down. down. We've been uh, over the last uh, few months, we've been in a series of uh, kind of teaching uh, around slow down spirituality and how we, as people of God, can can really slow down so that we can stay devoted to Jesus. We've been kind of coming around the passage in Acts chapter 2 42 where it says that the the first followers of Jesus uh, were devoted to the teachings of Jesus. They were devoted to to the life of Jesus. They were devoted, ultimately, to God. We believe uh, boldly. We know that not everybody believes this. We still believe it's true that Jesus is God. Can you say that with me? Jesus is God. He's not only God, he is, he is a Lord of all. He's the sovereign Lord. What that, what, that, what, that, what that means is that he controls all things. He is all-powerful, he is all-present, uh, and he is personal in our lives. But God always, because God is Trinity, God is three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Would you say that with me? Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. You know, the purpose of the creeds throughout church history, the purpose of uh, reciting prayers were really to remember who God is. Actually, did you know this, but most creeds and most statements on God were in reaction to heresy. And heresy, false teachings, were going against the core essential teachings of Jesus, And here's the thing. When it comes to the teachings of Jesus and being devoted to Jesus, the purpose was so that you and I and that the people of God and everyone is invited, the family of God, the community of God, would learn to be devoted to live out his purposes. It's really simple, isn't it? We complicate it, but it's really simple, the mission of Jesus. God wants you and I, wants everyone to what? to experience the glory of God, to find their purpose through the love of Jesus, right? God so loves us, and then he invites us to live and from that place of his love for us to stay devoted to love God and to love who? People, anyone. And so God throughout history has built churches, has put together church families. And we want the church and God wants the church to to look like heaven. And for us, not just to wait until we die to go to heaven, but to what? Pray for heaven to come into us, to come into this world. Do you agree? You know, that's the main aim is not just to get people to go to heaven although we want people to live forever. We want no one separated from God. But God wants heaven to to come into your life and my life and our lives. We want to be the type of people that when others see us, they, even if they can't put words to it, they see something different. And the difference, in order to make a difference, is... Jesus is Jesus. So I've really been in this practical, applicable season in my own life and, I, and for, for our church that in order for us to stay devoted, we need to slow down. And I want to talk to you today with a sermon called, Don't Miss the Moments. Don't miss the moments. Don't miss the moments. We've been looking at different spiritual practices silence, solitude, community gathering, showing up in community. And again, we're going to look at Bible meditation. You know, meditation is ultimately a God Bible word in reality. And each one of these practices are so that you and I would continue to be developed to mature followers, apprentices of Jesus, so that each and every one of us would stay devoted to Jesus together. Don't miss the moments. I want us to hear these words again from Joshua chapter 1, 1 to Nine, would you stand with me at the reading of God's word? Joshua, chapter one, one to nine. It will be behind me, and we want to welcome everybody who is on line. Can we give it up for people who watch, who listen? Yeah, you can, yeah, you can give it up. We can give it up. Um, we're so glad that uh, you feel safe to, to watch it, or if you're listening. We hope that you come and you you visit us and you get connected with uh, our church family, or we'll help you find a Jesus church family. All right, Joshua chapter one, starting in verse one. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of the son of nun, the son of nun. Not a nun, but a, a nun. That's so corny, so bad, silly joke. Moses' assistant, verse 2 Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will, will be given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness, And this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the lands of the Hittites to the great seas toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you in all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them only, say it with me, be strong. Again, be strong and very courageous. Being careful to do according to the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. Uh, We see that often through Scripture. It's basically God's way of saying, stay focused on me, that that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. I'm talking about speaking the word of God out loud. But you shall meditate. You shall meditate. Meditation means to mutter, to say out loud. Who does not need any help to meditate out loud about things that are wrong? Does that come out naturally? Yeah. Yeah. So we have to train ourselves to, out loud, speak God and his truth, his promises, so that you may be careful to do according. Don't you love God? He's not just this distant God, he's a father, right? Every good father, a good parent, they they want you to be filled with his love and truth so that you can live it out, amen? So you can live, live, live it out. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Catch this now. Second time, same command, but he adds something here. Have I not commanded you, this is God speaking to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do you see what was not in the, in the verse before? It says it right here. Do not be, say it with me, no, frightened. frightened. And do not be, this is so key, dismayed. That's where where the battle is, right? Either fear or discouragement, right? In whatever it is. Either fear or discouragement. For the Lord your God, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Come on, wherever you go. You may grab a seat. All right. Don't miss, uh, don't miss the moments, don't miss the moments. You know, I, I was thinking about practically how this, this uh, reality of slowing down and not being in a hurry so that we can stay devoted to Jesus and love one another well. I was thinking about this in so many different ways. You know, there was somebody uh, who came up to me, you know, last week and said that during a, a challenging year in their, in their life that this verse, Joshua 1, 9, be strong and courageous. They would say that out loud every single day, and it would help them. And And they saw great success in their specific profession, but that God used it to sustain them and to strengthen them and then to impact other people. And it just hit me because this person took a few minutes, a few moments before getting in the car and driving away to the things that we have to tell me this. And it was such an encouragement. And then I'm sure the overflow came into community groups and telling other people. I, I think about the times where I've seen people slow down. Have you had those moments where you slow down maybe in a gathering and the Holy Spirit will give you um, a prayer for somebody or a, or a specific scripture or an encouragement? Have you been in those gatherings? Maybe receive that. That's what we're talking about when it comes to, to slowing down. We've had so many testimonies and stories of people learning to slow down so that we can be aware of what God is doing. I mean, real practically, if anybody here has uh, kids, no matter their age, uh, but even if you're just part of a a family, which all of us are to some degree, I think often about don't miss the moments. Would you say that's a common thing that people, especially if you have young families, people tell you that, Right? Don't miss the moments. Uh, is anybody like me? All it takes is just looking at some old pictures of my children. I get really sappy real quick. Is anybody with me? Even the toughest of the tough in this room. If you, you wouldn't let anybody know. But if you just take a second and think about how fast life is. There's many things I don't like about technology, but one of the things I I do is being able to FaceTime family members who are far away. I was telling my uh, nephew who just uh, turned seven, we love the year seven, seven years generation church, getting ready for eight new beginnings, all these things. Anyways, I was FaceTiming him and I was telling him, I need you, and he's really, really brilliant, like he speaks fluent French already, true. And I go, hey, I want you, and I just I just I just owned the wild uncle just freely. And I'm like, hey, buddy, I want you to write down and draw and write in French and English. And he loves it. He's like, yeah, all the things that you loved in year six. And he's he's so smart. I said, hey, how much did you grow this past year? He's like, three inches, Uncle Stephen. And I said, and now I want you to write down all the things that you're, that you're believing for, you're excited about when you're seven, when you're seven. You know, I, I try to FaceTime. I'm not perfect at it. I try to call. I try to show up at family gatherings. I, I really want to show up on Sunday gatherings and in community group <coughs> gatherings because I don't want to miss the moment. I don't want to miss the moments of things that are most precious, And I I wanna help you so that you and I will meditate and not just recite the Bible, but live in the Bible and live in our time and in our day so that we don't miss the moments. Here's what we're looking at, the ability to focus on what is most important. Could be encouraging, helpful to write down. I didn't even tell her, but my beautiful bride, always taking notes usually later, to just write down to make sure, did you live that out today? No, she didn't didn't say that. But seriously, the ability, could you say that? Say, the ability to focus on what is most important. Would you agree that we all need more of that? To To not miss the moments. To not miss the relationships. To not miss what matters most. To not miss... What God wants to do in our lives. I think about somebody that uh, we had a chance to baptize years ago at our old high school, who now is giving her life to reach the unreached people groups. She uh, sent me a, a, a voice memo the other day. She said, pastor, I might not see you, it could be five to 10 years, but I'm devoting my life to the unreached peoples in the nation's I mean, for others, very practically, and I was thinking about this, uh, it's, it's interesting, but feels like God, that in this series of looking at spiritual practices, God has just given me the joy to spend the most amount of time I ever had on making sure that all the different things in my, our car is running right. Anybody been in, in those seasons? You know, it's like one thing after the other. Anyways, and so... All good things, right? But I'm just there, and I think about the, this place that we love to go to in town here in South Kingstown. This, uh, this young man who took over a man who was a man of integrity and character and is um, devoting his life to help people, I don't know, hopefully not pay as much as they have to pay and have their cars run. But he's devoted, he's, just, he's, he's, he's committed, he's, he's, he's there, and he, he shared, and I've talked to him a little bit, just about how that moment came about when he's now taken on what he sees as part of his purpose in town. So I, I think about guys like that, I, I think about this young woman who's giving her life to the, to the, to the nations, I think about encouraging a six year old now seven year old to make the best of their year. I think about moms, I think about dads. I think about each and every one of you, and, and the Holy Spirit knows where each and every one of you and wherever you are because here 's the beautiful thing with Jesus. That our identity is not on what we do. Our identity is in who God is and who we are in Christ. Amen? So, no matter your title, no matter what you do, um, God takes everything, especially what you see as insignificant in the everyday, mundane, ordinary moments. He says, each and every one of those moments and wherever you are, they matter, and it's in those regular moments, whatever we're doing or called to, that God does not want to miss the Holy Spirit Jesus activity that we get to be a part of, right? Because one of the most liberating realities that we've seen through this passage, we looked at last week and we see it again here, and we talked about this, is that you and I having the ability to focus on what's most important is remembering that we are not at the center of the human story. We are not at the center of the universe. Jesus, not only created the universe and created humanity, who is the lead character? God. Everything about gathering as the church is you and I deciding each and every day and Sunday is what? Jesus, I want you to lead my life. Would you say that out loud? That's bold, demons flee. Say, Jesus, I want you to lead my life. And if you're in this space or if you've been away from Christ or or church for a while and you're not at that place, that's okay. You're welcome here. But it's either Jesus who created you is leading your life or you are leading your life. Right? It's either God or it's either self. So God has moments specifically for Joshua that we read about, and it was a significant moment. It was the moment in the Israel history where God had already said that through Abraham, uh, in restoring and redeeming the covenant that was broken with Adam and Eve when the first people and humans sinned. Yes, you came from human beings, ultimately created from God. That's the order, and. God, what did he do? He redeemed the covenant that was broken. His covenant is that I will never leave you nor forsake you. No matter what you do, my unconditional love will never leave you. Man broke it. Then we see God restoring his covenants throughout history. He did it with Abraham. Specifically, we see he restores it again with Moses. Moses. And God was taking his people into the promised land. You know, I love all the different Bible um, stories for kids. and the, There's so many books now. Like when I was little, we didn't get the same like, like graphics and literature, action, bio, all these amazing things when I was, when I was a kid. There's there's a little bit of a danger sometimes when we highlight certain biblical characters, especially a danger when you highlight um, leaders in the church too much. And here's what it is. You forget that anybody who is given a mantle of leadership, the purpose is to see the people of God empowered and living out the purposes of God for the flourishing of their families and the world. Right? And that's Joshua's story. That was Moses's story. And I really love it because if you feel like an unreluct, like um, you feel reluctant as a leader, you are in the right place, whether it's in your home or in business, church or life. God, God uses people who are not too overconfident in their own leadership and abilities. I've had to learn that. You guys learn that? It's a lifelong lesson. God is empowering Moses and now Joshua, and he's restoring this covenant and reminding Joshua of what? I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. And the purpose of going over the Jordan, going over the valley, going over and doing the impossible and going into the promised land was what? So that people would rule and reign on earth as it is in heaven people in their lives, and their families, in their communities, that there would be revival and awakening. Do you know what revival and awakening is? Revival is not when people are just stirred up by the atmosphere, the gathering, or even a preacher or the music. Revival is when, just through the power of the Holy Spirit, people are overwhelmed and in awe with the grandeur and the glory of God. I don't know about you, but one of my biggest prayers in this season is, God, I don't want to miss this moment. I don't want to miss your glory. I don't want to miss your presence. I don't want to miss your promises. You guys know that we can miss it, right? When we first um, got our house in town, total miracle how we got it, I wrote down Proverbs 3 about, uh, do not be wise in your own eyes. Hate evil, turn from it, turn to, to God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I wrote down all the ways that I could spiritually burn up this house. You know how we, we live, understandably, that we should be uh, having our cars and our homes and our lives have insurance, right? Right? Do you think, or do you, or do I think enough about all the other ways spiritually that we can miss out on the blessings that God has for us? I think about this before, before, before God. I think about this, and the, the purpose is that God wants our kids, God wants our neighbors, God wants this world to come into the promises that, that he has for them. Joshua is in this huge moment. And I want to just look at a few ways that can help you and help uh, all of us not miss the moment that you're in. I, what's the moment? I know I've heard from some of you, the moment is that you've been praying for your father to give their lives to Jesus. You've been praying for it for like as, as long as you can remember. I don't know, some, some of you, maybe it's you're praying for like an f- actual physical healing that will change everything. I don't financial. I don't know what I, I don't know what it is. I I, I hope as you as you uh, are are writing this down or you're just reflecting, however you're wired that you're thinking. Okay, I need the ability to focus on what is more, most important. Okay, how do you and I focus on what is most important? I've heard it termed um, by one, one one writer called eulogy values. I just I'm calling it now grave Gravesite Values. It's the first way that I think that can help us not miss the moments that matter the most. Do you know what I mean when I say Gravesite Values? Uh, we have uh, off of our, the bike path that we live in uh, here in, um, in South County, beautiful bike path, and there's a place where you can go and you can walk. You know, my, uh, my earthly my father in law, father in love, he's healthy. He's got so many years left, Lord willing. But um, he is the ultra, ultimate planner. And he uh, might even be here listening and love him, but he's already got a spot planned out. And that, that's not just common to him, right? That's for a lot of people a spot where he's going to be buried. And I walk by it often. He's alive. Who here, um, you know, recently maybe you don't have to raise your hand, but you've been in a, not just at a funeral, but you've been by a gravesite. So, how do you and I not miss the moment that we're in now? One of the ways, I believe, is that we have gravesite values. What matters the most usually comes to the surface when we're at a gravesite. Would you, do you agree? This is a real story with real people. What did we read about in the first two verses in Joshua 1? Moses what? Died. Do you think Joshua, who's now at a much older age, do you think that he was not grieving? He's he see here's the beautiful thing when it comes to not missing the moment. Because we live in a culture, both in America and the church, where everybody wants to be number one. Joshua spent his life, that's why I love this passage of scripture. And I'm just saying this by the grace of God. Yes, I have the honor to to help lead and be the pastor here. The greatest joy in my life is assisting, and I would say in your life, is assisting other people, a part of the larger team and family, Jesus. Amen? Moses spent his life, I mean, Joshua spent his life assisting Moses. Do you see it? We can't just skip over these verses. I mean, we don't normally recite Joshua 1 and 2. We would recite, and I think it's a great word too, meditate out loud. Be strong and courageous. It's very simple. Every week, two weeks ago, my wife had a verse for my kids to memorize. They said it out loud on their way. This past week, we had them do Joshua 1, 9 as they're on their way every single day to say it. It's good to have those verses. We also need to memorize and say out loud verses like this. Moses died and this, I'm speaking to you, Joshua, <laughs> the assistant to Moses. Because when we read the Bible, we, we not only have these disconnected verses, but we're part of a larger story. And this larger story is that Moses was the leader, unexpected but leading. He didn't get to see and walk into the promises of God, but God is raising up Joshua, and then he's in a moment of fear and discouragement and grief. And it was at his gravesite, I believe. It was at the declaration of, of the death of Moses. The Jewish people would spend, especially their leader. Even to this day, God used Moses to write the Torah, inspired by the Holy Spirit, the first five books of the Bible. Joshua was in a place where he had the most important value that you and I can possibly have. And that is what? The ability to focus on what is most important. So what was most important for Joshua? To take the mantle and to lead the people into the promises of God. You, no matter what has happened in your life, staying faithful in marriage and to your children, is part of the generational leadership that God is inviting you into. It really matters. Do you guys get that? Are you tracking? Gravesite values? What do you want to be said at your gravesite? When you're alive, hey, praise God, if you're alive and you're at a gravesite. I mean, praise God if you're in the grave. Why? Because if you're in Christ, you're in paradise with Jesus. Hallelujah! Right? But what if you're at the grave site and you're not in the grave? Put yourself there. What do you value? What do you value? Okay, so if you, let's just say some things. What, what do you value? Just say it out loud that, that are most important to you. Say it out loud. What are those things? You have to say names. Say them. Family. F- family. Friends. There, there's other good things you can value. Health. Health. What's that? Good food. <laughs> Good food. People are just like, I'm ready to eat. Amen. So, if you and I, like Joshua, are still alive and breathing, what matters most to us, we are then what? We are going to order our lives to what? To live that out. We're going to order our lives to live that out. Moses said, after Joshua said, and heard from God that Moses had died. Love the babies. Say, don't miss the moments. Can we say it loud? Say, don't miss the moments. Are those not the moments? These are the moments. I don't always do this, but when I got a new journal uh, last week, I wrote down my goals before I'm 40. So that's like so many years away. No. I don't usually do that. I don't know. I, I think about it a lot, but I actually wrote down. Uh, Joshua is way beyond 40, by the way, 50, 60, 8. Write down what is it that you value. And when it's something or someone, God's invitation is don't miss the moments. Don't miss the moments. So that's how I think we can... Focus on what is most important. That's one way. Okay, uh, the the second way that I I think could be, be helpful is I always wanna call it the purposeful pause. The purposeful pause. The purposeful pause, slowing down, the intention of pausing, the intention of pausing and slowing down is so that you and I can listen to God. Throughout your day, pause and pray and listen to God. This matters, right? Can I get real? I mean, the other day, I, I know my son. He's only nine, but he he was speaking to me, and he's so sensitive to the things of God. He's so sensitive. I just and and he was saying, he goes at my new school. He goes, it's a lot bigger, and he said, not everybody is nice. And it was that moment funny. And then he said, yeah, I heard somebody speak words that weren't n- nice. My first reaction was to just be like. Who did that? Why did they say that? Why did they do that? All of us fail, do we not? but the slowing down and the pausing afterwards and to listen to God. And do you know that in those regular everyday moments, whether it's morning or night, it's why God said to Joshua, day and night, you need to meditate and you need to listen to me because you are facing, you saw a lot of battles. You're about to face a lot more battles. Joshua didn't even realized the extent that the greatest battle was not the enemies around him, but was the enemies within his own people. He needed to pause and stop to listen to God. What if it's in those moments, even in our shortcomings and failings, that God says to you and I with a purposeful pause, your son wants to feel safe to bring some things up to you. Do you guys see why this matters? I am one of the most blessed men in the world that I can go to my earthly dad about anything. And it's because he's not perfect, but the ability to listen and to be calm and to care, no matter our questions or concerns. And now I'm in a moment, but I'm just thinking, I got to, Preach on Sunday. You know, I wish, everybody, I'm, I wish everybody knew and realized what it's like to go to bed on Saturday and not to stand up in front of people and to preach and to pastor and, you know, all it takes is a little bit of bad weather and da-da-da. I mean, not that I ever say that, but nobody's laughing left. I got to get home and I got to do this and I got to get to church and I got to, and I'm rushing and I'm going and my son is there and God's saying, don't, Miss the moment you are not God, but you are showing him and them and others something about who I am. Don't miss the moments. The purposeful pause in your life, I mean, you know practically that you could save yourself a whole bunch of money and trouble just by pausing and not responding back to that email, amen, right? Oh, you know the Bible, when you read it in the Psalms often or other places, it says Selah, can you say Selah? Selah means pause, think about it. I need that, the Holy Spirit, I love when he comes in power. I mean today, just the glory of God, I just sense that as we're worshiping and praising, I'm just imagining in this year of Jubilee, I'm just imagining for years, we have been praying and knocking and seeking and in this land of dry bones i mean literally i've just seen it that it feels like that spiritually here in south county and i'm just sensing the power of god and god says keep crying out for the power keep asking for me to pour out my spirit but you need the fruits of the spirit as well because it's the fruits of the spirit it is the character of christ that shapes us to be people who can walk in and flourish in the blessings and promises of God. Purposeful pause. Can you say pause? Slowing down. Somebody you love who over the years has become an enemy And seems to pick on you or is against you. It doesn't matter how old you are. And in a purposeful pause, you can break generational strongholds of division, discord, and unforgiveness. Not by your power, but by pausing and saying, Jesus, you loved your enemies. Jesus, forgive them. Jesus, I don't really feel like loving them but you love them. Would you pause right now and think about the person that has caused you some of the greatest brokenness and just say, Jesus, you love them. Would you say that loud? Jesus, you love them. Jesus. Jesus, you forgive them. You know why God is pausing Joshua To listen, to not be frightened or dismayed. Joshua knew something over all his years of helping out Moses, and it was this. What stopped the people from going into the promises and their purpose was infighting, tribalism, family discord, personal sin. purposeful pause is to listen to God so we do not miss the moment where God wants to speak to us the loudest but we cannot hear the whisper of God when we're hurrying always talking and not pausing the purposeful pause listen to God this is a moment God is about to lead Joshua to put the priest and the worshipers the Ark of the Covenant to go forward across the Jordan. I love prayer. I love how we just prayed for those impacted in Florida or whatever it is. I love prayer. You know I love prayer? It's the way that we look at things that seem impossible or we look at the way that the world is and we say, I might not know what's going on, but God, you do. I trust you. I need you. Mm -hmm. Do you know one of my favorite things to do recently or for a while actually? You know what it is? Pray with other people who say they're Christians. It blows their minds. They're like, you wanna pray? I'm like, yeah, you're a Jesus follower. Let's pray and let's pray. And then let's pray for unity. And how can I pray for your life? And how is the Holy Spirit speaking in your life? How about you and I? Hey, what if God wants you to pause throughout your day and throughout your life? What if God has you in that neighborhood or in that job or in that relationship or in that school or on that seat or wherever you are so you can pause, listen to God, and speak to other people to the glory of Jesus? See, when you have the gravesite values, it's the things that I'm just talking about today. It's what you ultimately want said that you valued in your life. Showing up for people, praying for people, slowing down with those that you love. It's how we love people. And I don't think this is talked about enough, but Joshua and you and I, he's listening to God and he's about to speak to the people through suffering. He's speaking through suffering. His closest friend had died. He's not Jesus. Joshua, Yeshua, it means ultimately Jesus saves. He's a foretaste, pointing ultimately to Jesus who would come and save, but Joshua is not Jesus. When we pause and listen to God, it's in that place, in the suffering that God won't immediately remove, that we need to speak out loud who God is and continue to lead. I have a group of guys, we call it Radical Mentoring Group and something we want to at least do more of with the men here and, and the women generation but I, I'm with them and we send a message especially on Saturday and we remind ourselves don't quit you're not alone don't quit you're not alone you know a lot of these guys that I'm with they're first generation faithful fathers and husbands can I encourage you Through your suffering, through brokenness of past, present, whatever suffering that you're in. Hey, some of you, please share what that is afterwards. Some of you, your heart just breaks for the suffering in this world, the injustices in this world. Can I encourage you that from a place of valuing what is most important, not missing the moments, that you would not only pause to listen to God, but you'd continue to speak who God is. You'd continue to speak to encourage other people. You would continue to lead through the power and the strength of Jesus. Joshua is getting ready to lead the people, and that's why he says, be strong, be courageous, do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. Church, Church, anyone and everyone in this moment, this sensitive moment in our world and this nation and the church, do not quit. Do not be discouraged. Do not be frightened. Be strong, be courageous, and together let's not miss this moment. For revival and spiritual awakening. Jesus, thank you and praise you. God of revival. You know, whenever I, I uh you know, I hear the, the train uh, go by. It reminds me of my uh, childhood and just how fast life goes. And uh, just eyes up here. I, I, did, I do believe that the Spirit wanted me to, Holy Spirit will tell you that. Um, I titled this, Don't Miss the Moments, not moment. Because who here is thankful that with God, no matter the moments of the past, He gives us a new moment. I'm a living testimony of Somebody who has faithful people who've prayed. You are that person in other people's lives. Pray. Pray for your children to come back. Keep showing up. Keep serving so that the next generation can follow Jesus. But in your life, whatever has come, whatever has passed, and who here is thankful that in Christ we are ultimately given an eternal moment that no matter the dreams that haven't come to pass in our lives, that we have an eternal moment of glory Amen Amen But you know what? You're breathing, you're here Dream again Mm -hmm. Dream again Believe again Lead again And be so thankful to God that on the cross he takes away all shame and past and every lying devil that would seek to shame you. That would seek to terrorize you with your past and manipulate and deceive you. That on the cross and through God taking the wrath of Almighty God. That every bit of the past and every bit of judgment and condemnation was swallowed up by our Savior. All of it. Buried on Saturday. Jesus risen on Sunday. He sees it all, and he's saying, this is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. Keep your eyes on me. God, thank you for giving each and every person here at the sound of my voice, Lord, the ability to focus on not only what is most important, but on who is most important. And it's you, in Jesus' name.